to you shows Food for the Soul Fridays with your hosts Waukesha Green and Audra Walker. This show is designed to help you heal, break through, and break forth. We are also here to encourage you to go beyond your limitations and design the life God has planned specifically for you. We will be sharing some kingdom principles and strategies that you can take and apply to your daily lives. It's time to be healed It's time to be whole, it's time to be free, and it's time to live your best life right now. So with that being said, we are super excited to have each and every one of you join us as we dive into a very responsible, transparent, real, and fun conversation that's impacting lives across the globe on Food for the Soul Fridays. Now let's talk about it. Good evening, babies. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Girl, I'm good. Good, good. It's been a a crazy week. Yes, it has, sis. You're going to tell me this week. This week has been trying, to say the least. It's it's been a trying week. Yeah, it really has. But guess what? We're going to unpack this topic, but guess what happened tomorrow? It's a brand new day. I get to see my sis. <laughs> and that too. <laughs> and so that too. For those that don't know, I come from, uh, from all the way from New Mexico. And then my sis is in Colorado. So we just praise God and thank him that we're able to come together and share this platform to be able to share with you guys, for you guys to talk to us. Because that's that's my sis. And we ain't going nowhere. Look, <laughs> regardless where we're at. Only right thing separate us is states, baby. You better say that now. <laughs> you better yes, say that. I get to see my sis tomorrow. Yes, I will be rolling up. <laughs> but I'm super excited, sis. Um, this week, as you said, it's been pretty challenging. You know, and so that's why we're going we're gonna to talk about it's okay to ask. And when um, I'll share with you guys where that came from, because I had a totally different, I told sis, I had a totally different topic that I was going to, we were going to talk about, Mm -hmm. but God shifted. He redirected me because you guys, I'm open. We have to be open to what God wants us to share. And so, and this is why we're here because we do this to encourage and to help. And so let's see who who's on here with us right now. Hey y'all, let's see who. Hey everybody, who's say who you are because it says Facebook user. So we're not quite sure who it is. We want to acknowledge who you are. (laughs) Yes, we don't want to just call you Facebook user, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, my beautiful ladies. There go Mama. Mama's here. Hey, Mama. Hey, (laughs) Mom. Yeah, but sis, um, you ain't putting the comments up, sis. You're slacking. Where they at, baby? I thought I. Oh, there she go. Hello, my beautiful ladies. Yeah, I'm saying because you're putting the comments up. Yes, and then well, we know Mama's gonna be here. Hey, yeah, hey, Mama be Mama be ready, sis. You already know it. Mama be like, I need to get this word. What 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 is what what God saying? You know, <laughs> to help us out, you know, and you know, like like me and sis said before, it hit us before we bring it forth. It always does. Something that has happened in our lives, something that's happened in the present right now. But what I want, what we want to talk about is the incident that happened on Tuesday. Traumatic. Um, I told sis, I said I had a totally different topic. But then I begin to pray for the 
the families. I begin to pray for the parents, you know, and they lost their children. So I think, what was it, 19 children in Texas. Well, two adults. In Texas, in Uvalde, two Texas. Adults. And then one of the, the teachers that, that got, you know, her life was taken, her husband had a heart attack and he passed away. And so my heart says, my spirit, everything was just grieving. I weeped and I was just like, my Lord, you know, and we talked about, you know, this month is mental health awareness month. And, you know, God just reminded me that, you know, there's many people says that are, that are, I know I, I felt it in my spirit. I knew some people are angry. Some people are bitter. There's rage on the inside. And, and some people are, you know, many people are asking God, why? 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 And some are angry with God, you know? And so I was like, okay, Father, this is the, the direction that you desire for us to talk about because it was so, it just grieved my spirit so bad. And I was like, okay, we're going to, this is what we're going to bring forth. We're going to talk about it. Let's talk about it because I was since I was listening to a um, you know I listen to I'm constantly pouring into me, learning and growing. And I was listening to a show, and it was some ladies that were sharing, you know, about why have we normalized suffering in silence? How have we normalized that? And I just thought about, you know, what just what has just happened. And I was like, okay, this boy was 18 years old. It obviously something was going on. And his grandmother, he shot his grandmother beforehand. And so all these things was playing in my, in my mind, says it in my heart and in my spirit. And I said, oh my gosh, father, protect our children, our babies. You know, protect us, but cover, cover us. And, you know, and I said, I know, I know, I feel in the spirit realm that there's, there's parents that are angry. They're questioning, they're frustrated. They're, they're asking God, why, why did you allow this to happen? And, you know, he just reminded me, sis, there's two passages of scripture and then we're going to talk about it. Um, James one and five. So this is to encourage you guys. He says, if any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent God who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. So he says, God says, it's okay to ask me. Right. You know, how are we supposed to know or get answers if it's not okay to ask? Says, Have you ever heard that growing up? Mm -mm, don't question God. Don't yeah. question God. Don't know. Yeah. Mm -mm. But you know what? God is saying in his word that we can ask him. Job asked, you know, Job had went through so much and he began to, he began to question God. Yeah. And, you know, God had to, you know, but you know what, sis, what, what, what reminded me when I read that passage with Job was asking God and he was frustrated and he was asking God, because he felt comfortable with asking his father these questions. So it's relationship. And I will say, since it's not only that he felt comfortable, is that he knew his father. Right, right. And who to ask. And who to ask. Yeah. And he knew he could ask God anything and God would not get angry. God right. will let him know and, and answer. And what we have to understand is sometimes people get frustrated says, because they'd be like, well, I asked God, he never answered. And right. we have to remember, God don't answer in our time. God answer in his time. And he answer right on time. Right. So, you know, we don't got so used to being a, a um, Burger King, have it your way society and right. microwave society. We want things quick, fast, in a hurry. God don't operate like that. Right. He's a timeless God, girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he don't operate on time. His time. His time, not our time. <laughs> and that's what people forget. It's like, okay, I'm praying for this. It, if God said it, will he also remind us, his word will not return to him void. So if he promised you and told you something, it's right. going to come to pass. 
ain't gonna come to pass when you want to come to pass. It's gonna come to pass when he wants to come. Just right. know if he told you it's coming. Right. You just got to be patient and wait. Yes. And you know, and even even with everything that's going on right now, you know, just a reminder is he like you said, be patient and wait. He may not answer right now. He may not answer a year from now. Right. Two years, three years, but he will reveal to you. He will, you know, and and I look, I I can share that <laughs> because there's many things that I had asked, you know, God, and he did not reveal. And a few years later, I was like, I understand. Right. Because he re he began to unfold and reveal to me some things as to the why, some questions that I was asking. And yeah. so that's why I said, you know, it's okay. And if somebody, you know, whatever you're used to, used to being, you know, told that you can't question God, you can't ask God. God says in his word, you ask me, right. ask me. And if you lack wisdom and understanding, I will give it to you liberally. He says, come, I'm the one that you need to be asking. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So says in this time, you know, there's a lot of people that are grieving. They're a mourning. And I know there's many questions that's being asked. You know, and I, I know that God wanted us to come on here and to encourage, you know, you guys listening now or ones that will listen later. You know, God is an on time God. And it's not according to our time. It's according to his time. Exactly. You know, and then I thought, you know, in that says, let's talk about how we have, you know, because we, 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 I spoke a little bit about how have we normalized suffering in silence? Yeah. And you know, and like we were talking about sis, but it goes back to your great, great grandparents, you know, anything happened in the family stays in the family. You're not allowed to talk family business. Right. If a family had a, a, a sickness, you're not allowed to talk about it. You know, it's hush, hush. Everything is, is about the family. Right. And then as, you know, we more modernize, that stigma continue to go from generation to generation. And I don't care how modernized we get. People are passing this down from one generation to another. You don't talk what's going on in this house. You don't do this. You don't do that. And it right. got to the point, sis, where it got outside of the household where things will happen. For instance, women getting raped. They right. shut down. They don't talk about it because society made them feel like it was their fault oh, because yes. they got raped because of what you wore or you was promiscuous or you, you hang out in the club. You out all times of the night. So this is why it happened to you. So women start taking when they get raped, they start taking that blame and that shame on like it was their fault. So they don't talk about it. They don't report it because they feel like it's their fault. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. society is also on the lines of don't talk about what's in your family. Right. But right. we have to talk about it and we need to report rape and we need to get away from that stigma, having women thinking it is their fault. No, right. no woman acts to be raped or violated. That is your body. That is your temple of God. Right. Nobody have the right to violate you or touch you without your permission. Right. No means no. And that's the bottom line to it. It's no, you know, oh, it's the woman fault because she was such and such or this and that. And it's just sad that we in society have that. You know, growing up or just in our society period, and then another another issue where things get silent is for men. Men are supposed to be strong and courageous, and that goes from families growing up. Oh, you right. a boy, you don't cry. You don't right. show emotions. You don't. You a boy. Boys don't cry. Yes, right. boys can cry. Men can cry, and that's the problem. And that's why I think we have so much crime going on, sis, because. Men holding all this they got going on. They holding up in this building, this building, this building. They right. put one too many books on there. Now they snap. Now they're killing people. They're raping people. They, they don't know how to release the emotion right. because they don't want us deem or seem weak. Right. 
in society because they're showing emotions or they're crying or they're expressing how they feel. Mm-hmm. Men was taught you don't do that. Right. I'm you know? Man. Yeah. I'm supposed so, to be a man. Yeah. That's not what yeah. men do. Yeah. Men don't cry. Men don't express feelings. We the man. We hard. We oh. No. No. That is, that is the wrong answer. And right. It starts with our generation or our kids. Just, it got to stop. Where little boys cry and let them cry. Don't say you can't cry because you're going to be a punk. You right. can't. I hate that word punk Ooh. too. Yeah. Stop telling these babies that. Yeah. It's okay to cry. If you hurt, you cry. Right. If you have emotions or you feel empathy or sympathy for somebody, show that. Right. And that is what, and oh, thank you, Holy Father. That is why so many marriages is not working right now because men are not expressing how they feel in their marriage and they're trying to play hard and sometimes playing hard and not showing your wife emotions or empathy or sympathy of what she's going through causes a conflict in marriage. And right. then y'all bump heads and you steady trying to be hard, knowing you care and you have these feelings like I just want to caress my wife and hold my wife and let her know. But you you trying to save face for who? I don't know. Right. And then your wife feel alienated like you don't care. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Oh, God, girl, go ahead. <laughs> but you know what, sis? You're absolutely right. You know, and because, you know, and. What it reminds me, you know, what I really appreciate is PT. You know, that man is, he's love. You know what I'm saying? Pastor Tonio. And for those of you who don't know, I know sis know who PT is, but he is, he will embrace a man in a minute. Yes. He will embrace him. He will love on him. He'll kiss him on the cheek. I don't care what it is. He's going to, he's going to express and show God's love. here. And it's okay, man to man, for you to embrace me back. Yes. Yes, sis. Because that's what the man needs. They need to know that it is okay. It is okay. Even when young boys says they're growing up, the babe, you know, give your son a kiss. Hug on your son. Show him it is okay coming from a man to be compassionate, to love to express emotions, all of that. It's yep, okay. and when the man do, stop saying they're a mama's boy. Stop yeah. it. Right. It, you, they, men, y'all need to feel that. You need that love. And yes, we are the nurturers. And, and we are by nature. You know what I'm saying? And that's what mothers show. But fathers Not need to show their sons that, like you say, fathers, love on your son, hug your son, embrace your son, kiss him on the cheek. Daddy, love you. Show them it's okay to love your kids. It's okay to love your spouse. It's okay to embrace another man and say, I love you. Yeah. it's You know what, sis? I, I, I thought about as you were sharing that, you know how even with women, you know, with their father figures, their fathers. If the fathers don't show their daughters that love either, then guess what? The daughter is seeking love and affection, and she may find it in the wrong place. You know, I was thinking about, I was 18 years old, sis. My dad, he would always, I'd say, love you, daddy. When we get off the phone, love you. When I'm getting ready to leave his presence, love you, daddy. Same. 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 I was 18 years old and I wrote my dad a letter and I told him everything and how I felt. It is not hard for you to tell your daughter that you love her. And I wrote some other stuff in there, but I needed him to know because I'm a writer and my, you know, my expression come out when I'm writing. Right. And and so I said, I gave it to him and he was like, I didn't know my daughter felt that way. You know, each time I get off of this phone, I tell you, daddy, I love you. And you say same. That's a problem for me. So somebody else, if you, if, if somebody like other, all the, I know says that women and, and they do, they, they, they seek that validation, that love and that affection 
and men do too. You know, you think about we're in the mental health awareness month, sis. And that's why this it's okay to ask. Ask these questions. You know, where there's triggers, there's things that people are dealing with on the inside. And it stems from root issues, root things that's going on, traumas that have happened. What have they experienced in their lives? You know, these things are so important. You know, and I just I, I was wondering, sis, that boy, what was he what was going on on the inside? It was one or two things, sis. He had a mental illness that has not been diagnosed or right. he was on uh, some type some of substance. Substance, something. And I was this like, is one or the other. You it can't be nothing else but one of those two. And I feel that in my heart, like nobody can't tell me it's not one of those two. Right. We would never know because the young man, may he rest in peace too. Right, right. Is no longer here. Right. Exactly. You know, but I feel like something, it, it had to be a mental illness or a substance for you to go shoot your grandmother and then go kill 19 kids and two other adults. And then, you know, and then have a shootout with the, the, the police. Right, like, right. No, nobody in their right mind is going to do that. No, you know, and Absolutely. everybody has a breaking point, like you say, sis, and um, and people snap. You don't know what their triggers are. You don't. Right. Everybody probably, I will say, everybody by this close to snapping. Right. Everybody right. this close to having a mental illness, a breakdown of some type. Right. Whatever their trigger is. Right. And if somebody pushes on that trigger hard enough, it's going to go off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what says, and that's why when because I know my triggers, you know what I'm saying? Because I can feel it. Can you, you know, when it when when something triggers you and you feel it on the inside, inside. Like, that 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 took me to that place. And, and you have to you have to talk to the father because my ears with the burning, I'm like, ooh. There you go. Ooh. You know, father, but, I need you to help me. So you're you're giving me wisdom in knowing what sets me off. But that's a good why. thing, sis. Yes. The, see, the, you said the most important thing. We need to know. Everybody needs to know what their triggers are. Absolutely. If you don't know why those triggers, ask, it's okay to ask God, why do this trigger me? Why do right. this set me off? Right. Some people may know why. Some yep. people may not know why, because it's so rooted deep down inside and they buried it till they forgot. Yes. But the trauma, our, the way our brain works, right? Right. When it happened, it brings it back up and we may not know why. Right. It could be a smell, sis, a scent, a smell, a yes. sound, anything. Something that could that set your trigger off. Set it off. Because yep. you could have went through so much trauma or whatever that, tr you know, whatever for that trigger, you depressed it so much till you right. literally forgot. But you don't forget that sound, that smell or whatever that trigger is. You right. don't forget that. You just don't know why it set you off. You forgot the why. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. if you did, it's okay to ask God, why, why do, why when I smell this? It makes me angry. Why right. would people say this? I just get balled up inside or my ears get how I'm ready to fight. Why this makes me so angry? That's right. Absolutely. It's okay to ask. It is okay to ask because and he will you. reveal it to you. He will. You know, and once he reveals it, then you need to deal with it. You need to get counseling. You need to seek help to right. help you maneuver and deal with those triggers right. and how to deal with when people set those triggers off. Right. And I like um, I was listening when I was listening to these young ladies talk, they were talking about that's why it's so important for community. So remember, we talked about that says, where is the village? Mm -hmm. What happened to the community? And that's exactly what it is, is like when I'm feeling this way, you know, the first person that I go to is I go to my father and I ask him. But some people don't know who to go to. That's why we're here to share and to, for you guys to know, it is okay to ask. And first person that you do ask is you ask God. Right. But then you have those that God has connected you with in your life, you know, community, those that can come alongside and you can talk about it. And you, it, you know what, there's many times that you'll be like, Ooh, that's why that affects me like that. Because of what happened to me then. 
Exactly. You know, because of what that smell, it could be a smell that happened or a touch that, that happened to you that triggers, you know, that smell during that time when I smelt that smell, there was so much drama and chaos in my home growing up, you know, or somebody touched me in a, in a way that made me feel uncomfortable. like uncomfortable. You know, so it can be a number of different things that but but that's what we got to do, sis. We got to figure out what those triggers are. What causes us to go there? What causes right. us to flip out or want to flip out? Because I girl and I had to I had to do that. I said, Father, why am I? I had never had anxiety until after I lost my son. And I knew, sis, I was finally I knew because I was like, why am I feeling anxious? And I'm just like, whoo, you know, like nervous when something would happen. And most times it was when my phone would ring and then if my baby girl would leave the house. Mm -hmm. So I was like, why am I so anxious? And, and God revealed to me is because you're afraid of losing somebody else that's so near and dear to you. That's what it is. And that's when I recognize that I'm having anxiety, mm -hmm. right? I'm having, Father, help me deal with this. For me not to live a life in fear because I'm afraid of somebody else being taken away from me. Right. And so now you guys, I just, I pray that God just continues to cover us and protect us from the crowns of our heads to the soles of our feet. You know, my family, because when that phone ring, and that's why that girl, that's why, you know, I tell people, don't call me or text me and say it's an emergency and it's not because that is a trigger for me. Right. And I know it because if you blowing up my phone and then I, I call you back when I'm available and I'm like, what's going on? You good? Oh, no. Hey, I just wanted to see how you was doing. And don't, don't do me like that because I'm telling you now that causes me to go there into that place where I'm afraid that something's wrong. Something's wrong. Especially you know if if it's nothing wrong and they texting you and calling you and just to say, I'm just seeing how you're doing. Like if I text you, I'm going to wait for you to text me back because we're all busy. We all have lives. You know, we text me. You right. text me sometime. I don't answer you back till the night. Right. I text you. You don't not answer me back till tonight or the next day. But it's okay because I right. know. Right. My sister is busy. And if it was really important, I know, hey, sis, I really need to talk to you. you Don't go. worry. It's nothing bad. You there know you what go. I mean? And I will put it like that. And I know when I say that, you're going to call as soon as you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's what you just want. Just wanted to share that, you know, that's a trigger. You know what I'm saying? And even with with guns. Yes. So I do not. I shot a gun for the first time in Colorado before we left. But since when I tell you, I was so afraid. And in my, my son, he used to tell me all the time, mom, do you need to get you a gun, protect yourself. And because, and I had to come out of that trauma because many don't know that I was held at, I was held at yeah, gunpoint. Right. My life was almost taken from me. And that was a trauma and a trigger. So when I hear guns, when I see guns, it jacks me up and I'm like, I don't like them, you know, and, and that's, and that's why. So, you know, and I always ask, I always ask God, why father? And he began to reveal and because he'll take me why. all the way back to when that trauma or that trigger caused me to get to where those things bubble up on the inside of us right. and they, they affect us and they impact us. You know, so sis, have you, you know, anything that like traumas or something like that, where you really had to ask God, like, father, where is this coming from? Yeah. You know, it's like certain things people say, okay, my thing is, I don't like people to yell at me. Like if right. I'm talking to you and they, yeah, they go to raising their voice mm -hmm. that does something to me. Yeah. And I, I was like, and I'll tell you, I was like, please do not yell at me. I am talking to you. Do not raise your voice at me. Right, right. And if they keep doing it, either I'm going to walk away or I'm going to be ready to fight. And I'd be like, God, why, why is that? You know, why is it that 
when people yell at me, it bothers me. Right. And he did. He showed me. He had to bring me all the way back since when I was like in kindergarten. Yeah. And my brother used to yell at me when he would try to help me with my homework and my ABCs and stuff. And, you know, as a kid, you you really short. Your attention span is really short. Right. And so, like, if he taking too long, I made your friend, he hollering and that just does something. It just don't holler at me. Right. You know, and with him hollering, that gave me a stigma also in learning. It's not that I'm not smart, but it's like I shy away. I don't like to answer questions too much in class, but I know the answer. You know what I mean? Right. And and we have to be careful when we teaching our kids. Don't get frustrated with them. They're learning. We already know it. Don't holler at your kids when you teach them because that's going to stay with them. That's a trauma. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where I get it from when people raise their voice. Yeah. When we talking and, and it could be a disagreement, but if they start raising a voice, right. it makes me get anxious. And I, I'm just like, oh, look, stop. Right. Rise you know? up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't do that. I'm talking to you because don't you raise your voice. With me. Yeah. Exactly. And now I'm trying to defend me because you're because you're coming against me. Right. You know, and that's where that comes from. But that's just like, um, you know, for when I, I used to be now, I now I learn. But growing up and then I when I got married and then I would hear if I made a mistake, I thought it was the worst thing ever because I would hear I ain't never seen nobody like you. And so these things you're coming against me. Yeah. And so I remember. So that was it used to be a trigger for me, sis. Because if somebody remember how they if you maybe be on the job or at the school or something and the principal call you in or your boss call you in and you think you did something wrong or, you know, like I had to tell um, my, you know, a pastor or apostle in Colorado, I had to tell her that, you know, when sometimes you know when i first started going there and she would want to talk to me i'm like oh well what i do and then she had to remind me she said you didn't do anything where is that coming from and that's when i shared with her because when i made a bad decision i felt like i was the worst person ever so once again i had to ask why do that why do i feel like that why did it affect me in that manner now trauma yeah but now somebody you know give me positive feedback correction then i'm like okay this is just an opportunity for me to learn right right you know what i'm saying but that's what we that's what we're saying is you know you gotta you gotta ask you gotta know what it is you know to help you and that's your mental state i'm i'm right now says I've been really doing where I'm focused on soul care. I'm my soul, my emotions, my mind. What is your what what's your soul? Your your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Your so thoughts, your thoughts, all that. All of that. You know, that's soul care. You know, we we are in self-care, 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 absolutely. But people don't forget to do soul care care as well self-care you go and we get to you know get our nails done and we hooking our hair up and all this stuff look at them nails look at them nails right (laughs) we separate yeah he says we got our nails done but when we separate from many you know then that's you know self-care but i believe that that is soul care because when you separate you you're pouring out but you're also receiving so always uh, me and sis always talk about filling our cups mm-hmm. and that's our soul cups you know every single day she know in the mornings my routine when i get up what keisha does and that's my soul care and i'm pouring into me every single morning i'm listening to the word i'm praying i'm talking to god i might listen to i might worship in the mornings before i start my day you know what i'm saying but those are the things that's that's my soul care and I do that on the way to work, sis. I I, I I I don't do it at home. I do it in my car, y'all. Yeah, I do it in my car because I have to get up early. 
Right. But I'm giving God his time, you know, yeah. and yeah. and that's the most important thing. I, I pray, I worship, you know, and I, I get a word before I go into yes. my job. Because let yeah. me tell you all something, believe it or not. If you don't get that word or you don't pray or just right. spend a little time with God before you go to work, mm. your day going to be all types of hell. Right. Right. At least if hell try to come to you at work and you don't pray and worship and all that, you could be like, okay, enemy, I see you. We're not going there today. Not today, say Because God going to cover you. The Holy Spirit going to cover you. Not today, devil. We ain't doing this. But now if you don't have a relationship and you're doing this stuff, when they come at you, you're going to pop off. They want you to pop off, right? Right. So they could be like, Oh, they because you know most people on the job when they do that they throw the rock and hide their hand so you could pop off and everybody looking at you like dang it and guess who they're gonna be looking at every time right you you <laughs> you show right sis oh girl so yeah that's what you know and and you have gotta you gotta know what it is that that works for you you know I was girl I was listening to something this morning. Oh, what does she say? She said, oh, don't be so stuck in your routine where you do not leave room for God to shift what he wants to do. Right. And that was so good. I was like, oh, oh, that was so good. Because, you know, you know how since January, I've been so focused on my physical mental emotional spiritual well-being all the way around Mm -hmm. right and i've been really focusing in on that that physical and so this been going hard going strong was it last week i just didn't feel like doing you know how i did three times a day in the morning and on lunch i did not do it at all and guess what your sister was still still dropped two pounds you know what i'm saying he said it's okay though in that time I had to do something else. I was showing you some other things that I needed you to focus on as well. So at that time, I made room for God to come in and say, no, we're not going to do this this week. We're going to do this this week. And that's exactly what he did. And I said, praise God. And I felt so, so good. But then I was like, okay, Father. Like, I was like, can I get started on next week again? Go hitting it hard. You know, <laughs> so I'm having conversations right. with my father. I'm right. Because like, I'm ready to do this. But I have left room. I'm open to hearing the spirit of God because he's on the inside of us. Yeah. And when God say shift, you shift. And it's okay. You know, so since I, I, that's what I wanted us to come on here and talk about. It is okay. And and it's about anything, you guys, anything that you're dealing with. And I know it it really just triggered because of what happened in Texas. And I was like, man, there's many people that are asking questions. There's many people that's frustrated. They're angry, you know. And And they're not asking the whys. They're They're not not asking why, God. Why is this making me feel like this? Right. Why is this so heavy on me? Right. And he'll give it to you. Because most part, I'm going to tell you, half the answer going to be because there were little kids. Right. Them was babies. babies. It could have been your baby. It could have been your grandchild. And you yeah. and you took that on. You didn't just look at it as, oh, that's their problem. You look at it like, that could have been my child. That could have right. been my grandchild. Right. And so you took it on. And yeah. you felt the empathy for these people that mm. lost their, their kids or their grandkids. Yeah. Because you put yourself in their shoes. And right. that's why it was so heavy on everybody. Yes. And so many posts about it. Because when things happen like that to babies, and you know what I notice in society is when things happen to kids, it brings everybody together. Everybody grieve everybody more. Right. They don't do that when it happened to a woman or a man. Right. You know right. what I mean? Now, some instances, they do come together depending on the situation, but but as strong, but as strong as it was for this, this, these was innocent babies in school learning. Yes, Lord. Now they ain't gonna. Their parents ain't gonna be able to have grandkids from these kids. They're not gonna see them graduate from high school, college, see their kids be successful in life or what they could have become. You know, and 
he took all that away, not only from the kids, but from their families. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and mm. yeah, it's, 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 it's sad. And it's, it's just, you know, and, and, you know, guys, we have to pray. We have to continue yes. to pray for the world. You know, we don't just pray for our family, pray for the world, pray right. Right. that God touches their hearts and yes. pray that, you know, the government could, not cause divisions and right. we all come into unity because at the end of the day we was all made in his image we're right. all his children yes yeah, so we got to do better as a world you know you we sure got to come that. together and we got to protect our babies we got to protect our men and women we have right. to protect each other right that's all i have sis that's so, I, I don't have anything else you know what honey you had shared with me about the young the young man well the the i guess the the, the man that was standing out of one of the schools after this had happened and share sis about that a little bit where you had you had seen that one of the men was well I, I, I saw a post on LinkedIn. <laughs> Um, somebody has shared and it, he took a picture of this guy standing out. This was in Colleen, Texas. And um, I forgot the name of the school, um, but it was in Colleen, Texas. And the guy was standing out in front of the building. He said, I saw this man standing in front of the building when I dropped my child off. And when I went to pick my child up, this man was standing in front of the building. Right. So I called the school to say, hey, you know, um, are y'all aware of this guy standing in front of the building? Right. And the school was like, yes, we're aware he wanted to volunteer to watch over the school. There you go. And it starts right there. And I don't know who this guy is and whoever may see this that lives in Colleen, Texas. Right. Y'all may know that man. Right. But tell him from me. Thank, thank you. Thank because a lot of people wouldn't have done that. Took time out their day. They could have been doing something different. Right. To stand in front of that school and make sure nobody come in to hurt those kids. Right. I don't even know if the man had a child that go to that school. I just know he was on the post. He was just standing there. Right. Whether he have a kid there or not, I commend him and I thank him yes. because he stood up you to know protect other people's kids. Amazing because me and, you know, me, baby girl, and also, you know, we'd be having these conversations, right? And we were sitting down and we were talking about it. We were sitting at the table and we were just kind of just discussing, you know, how how we were feeling, what was going on. And Aussie was like, what we need is we need the community. Maybe they can switch out where somebody can stand guard, you know, at this time, volunteers in the community that can go out and they can man these schools. I think every door needs to be locked as well. That's not an option. You know what I'm saying? And just like, you know, I know at, at the church, you know, church here, when we go, it is so you, they give you a, a sticker and it's, it's identifying your child. You know, before I go get G baby, I have to show them that this sticker matches his sticker, my child, my grandbaby, you know what I'm saying? Before they release him to me. So these are the things that's, that needs to happen you know, and 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 then for that man to stand there, and that's what he was talking. Aussie was talking about. He said, "Man, if, if the community will come together and share the responsibility of manning and and helping and standing standing guard." And then when you shared that with me, sis, I was like, "Oh my word!" We was just talking about that, and whoever that man is, praise God. God bless you for stepping up and doing what's right if i find it again i'm gonna share it on my facebook page so you yeah, can see the little tag girl. On it. but that That's was amazing right. you know and what i like about my daughter's school here is you can't get in that school right all the doors lock like the way the kids get in like even in the morning they have to knock and the teacher will open the door for the students to come in right and the only free access they have is in the hall inside the school but to get inside the school by the office, you got the bus, show your ID, what you right. here for. They ask right. you, what, why are you here? Yeah. And if you're not on the list, you're not going to get this child. 
Right, because if you be like, oh, I'm here to pick up so-and-so. Oh, um, let me see your ID again. What's your name? Okay, right. give me a minute. They're going to look it up. Oh, well, you're not on that list because I don't send my oldest daughter to get my daughter, my baby. And they call me. Well, she ain't on the list. Is it okay? I said, oh, yeah, I thought I had on the list. Yes, it's okay. Can you just send it? It's like, well, we'll send a thing so you can update it. Right. That's right, honey. They ain't playing. They, they're not playing. You know, and, and so I know in this time, there's many people that are asking or afraid to, to even send their children back to school, you know, because they feel now now our children are not protected. You know what I'm saying? And I even know that my baby girl was thinking about that. My G baby supposed to start school in August. And she told me the same thing. So she was like, shoot, mama, I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to send Joshua to school. Right, because this elementary. So, you know, I know they have resource resource officers in high school and middle school. They need them in, in elementary. The elementary. They, you know what, truth be told, says there has been so much going on in schools, churches, grocery stores. People are going into grocery stores, going taking people's lives. We need to ask God for wisdom and how we can we can protect. And what we need to do, because you remember the Columbine years ago at that school in Colorado? Okay, what yeah. do we do after that to make sure that the doors were shut, that nobody right. could get in? That's that's some things that we 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 need to look at. Right. As a community, we can't a, just put it on the yeah. school board and the school we as, need to yeah. come because you know the schools have um these meetings where the community can come into come in. and Absolutely. we can we need to start going to those meetings giving ideas hey as a community this is what we need to do to protect right. our kids these yes and i know it's an audience or ordinance a fire ordinance where some doors have to be unlocked or they have to be a way for you to get out but right. yes you can keep the door locked where people can't get in but you can get out they have those doors exactly and you like my daughter's school Take that measure, put a camera up there. Let me see your ID. Take them extra steps. Who are you here for? Or you're not on the list. Well, who told you? Well, let me call the parents and see right. if it's okay. What's your name again? Right. You know what I mean? Have resource officers. And I know everywhere is short because I know I, I, I work dealing with, you know, my husband is a chaplain and I work right. with the sheriffs. And I know all police station sheriffs, they're short. I right. get it. But we, as a community, could do like that man did in Colleen. We could go man Stand. these kids' schools. Right. Stand. We could man them with a gun. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because Colorado's a carry state. Right. Mm, yeah. It's just, it's just sad. And like I said, it's going to take a community and it's going to take all of us sons of God to, to, to do what God asks us to do. We got to do his work while we hear y'all. Right. Pray right. and intercede on behalf of these people and these babies. And minds. Yes. Minds. Mind changing. Transform, you know, hearts, minds, everything needs to be transformed to the to God, his character. Yeah. His who he is, you know what I'm saying? And for us to be examples, we'd be walking examples. But I wanted to want us to close this with this scripture, John 10, 10, to answer some people's questions of I'm angry. Right. At God. John 10, 10, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. He said in his word, the thief come yet to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So what I wanted to share with you guys, the ones that's, that's angry with God, that wasn't God. That was not God. That was the enemy. Yeah. And he came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So you guys, you've got you've to gotta wear... Put on your full armor every single day. Cover yourself, cover your families, cover your communities, cover your state in prayer. You know, cover. And because wherever he said in the word, the enemy is out seeking whom he may devour. Yep. So what that tells us, sis, is he can't devour everybody. Nope. So 
people. <laughs> Don't let them in. The enemy only steals what you allow him to steal and to take. Yep. You can't let them in because if he finds a little inch in, he, he will take it in and he will try to take you out. He's going to cause havoc. He's going to cause havoc. And that's what's going on in this world right now is the men. He's operating illegally, but people are giving him authority and they're giving him power. Yep. And what y'all hey. have to understand is he already been defeated and he knows he's been defeated and he knows he's operating illegally. So right. he's going after the ones who don't know what our father has said yes. and what our father is telling us to do. It's all in the Bible. If you read it, yes, and he already word. been defeated. So the ones who don't know their rights or know what the word says, guess what? That's who he going after because guess what? And he'll have it like, God don't love you. He wouldn't let that happen. Right. And then you right. start believing that. No, God love you. Yes. Despite of what's going on, he love you. And things may seem bad, but just trust and believe God is working behind the scenes to turn that situation around. You yes. have to be patient. If you don't have patience, that's what that's when the enemy come in. Oh, she yes. has to go off of this, but she getting impatient. Let me go on and creep in. Right. Right. You're absolutely right, sis. And so we wanted to end with that. And just as a as a reminder, and even for the ones that didn't know, you know, that did blame God for things that happened that just passed happened, things in their lives that happened, you know, mm -mm, it's not that wasn't him because you, you heard in his word. I have come that you might enjoy life and have a, and a more than enough and abundant life. Right. You know, that is, he did not it say that he did not come into this world to condemn this world, but that the world will be saved through his son, Jesus Christ. So ask the questions. But ask God the questions. And if you need, I know that you need to heal. I know that God helped me with this because I'm struggling. You asking him, he will in time but feel what you feel but sin not it is okay to ask and ask god first and foremost sis any last minute comments baby i think that was so good Praise that was good god. i just i just i just pray for each and every one of you listen looking now who's gonna watch later i pray for the world and i hope you guys do the same thing let's start looking out for each other let's come back as a community and yes. start protecting each other. That's all I have. We love you guys. And thank y'all for tuning in. Yes. And have a wonderful evening. And yes. hey, that's food for the soul Friday. <laughs> yes, it is. Love y'all. Love you, sis. Love you too, sis. All right. <laughs>